0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll
1: miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: This is Pack's What
0: She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
2: I think you might have answered this question already, but before we wrap things up then, you know, obviously the Packers beat the Rams, knocked them out of the playoff contention. You know, everything is looking good so far. They're on that two-game winning streak. You know, they're, they're healthier than they've been, arguably, if they can get Dave Bakhtiari back. They got guys like Devondra Campbell back. Dobbs came back. So, you know, healthier than they've probably been for the bulk of the season. So I think one of the things that is frustrating for a lot of people with this Packers team is that they start to get rolling. You see, you know, Matt LaFleur kind of getting into his bag of tricks. He's said all season that he's got a bag for every player on offense. And, you know, sometimes it'll be the Christian Watson bag that he brings out or the Romeo Dobbs bag. So, you know, all of that said, and, you know, we still see plenty of mistakes when it comes to both sides of the ball. There's communication errors and missed tackles all over the defense. There's, you know, communication issues and, you know, wrong routes and things like that, or missed hand signals to further, um, you know, bring those up um, on offense. So, all of that taken into account, if the Packers are going to run the table, what do you think is the biggest concern that you have for them in these final three weeks? And is it, run defense because you've mentioned four really good running backs.
1: Yeah, it's the defense kind of in general. Um, you know, I, they've done – I'll give them credit where it's due. They've done a nice job in their last two games uh, against bad offenses. I mean, that's what the the Bears are. They're not a good offense. And um, the Rams with the skeleton crew they have are not. You know, last time they played a, a legitimate NFL offense was the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles ran for like 600 yards or something like that. You know, and then when you play Miami and, and Minnesota, and honestly, all three of these teams have excelled throwing the football in addition to running it. So they have the capability of okay, you commit too much to you know Raheem Mostert while they also have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So I think it's it's paramount for the Packers this week to slow the Miami running game down with those light boxes because Tyreek Hill, it's, I mean, you blink and he's in the end zone. Like it is. And Waddle is just a shade under, but still really, really fast. So it's hard to play those games with those guys. Obviously we know the deal with Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins is having the best year of his career. And then Detroit, I mean, their offense is just as explosive as all three of these that I just mentioned. And they have at least an argument for maybe the best unit, of those three groups. So it's, it's an interesting thing. This is where I remember when they beat Dallas, we were talking about the Rashawn Gary injury, just being a huge kind of a death blow to this defense Mm -hmm. because it's like, okay, so now that's, that's one of their, they didn't have, they haven't had very many impact players on defense this year. And that was the one guy who, I mean, he wasn't on a defensive player of the year type trajectory, but he was having a pro bowl all pro kind of season to start the year. And now that guy's gone. And now you're starting to see guys like have to be overextended. You know, last night we didn't see too many of the backup edge rushers. Cause I think they were only on the field for like 40 snaps or something. There weren't that many plays to be had on the defensive side of the ball. So I just struggle to see how they're going to slow these guys down. But with the offense hitting its stride, if you want the optimism six weeks ago, I would have told you there's not a chance in hell. The Packers could win a shootout with the way their offense is just too many self-inflicted wounds, not enough talent, not enough speed, not enough whatever you want to include for that. Now, I think they could. It's at least feasible. You know, And I know I'm saying that they scored 24 points last night, but they easily – that could have been 40. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at they had a drive where they knocked themselves out of field goal range. They knelt, kneeled the ball three times at the one-yard line. Like, that's that's 34 points in theory if it's a field goal and a touchdown there. So, they have the ability to score points now. and And in a way that I didn't think they could – to start the season and the offensive line being healthy certainly helps that as well. So yeah, the concern is, is on the same story for the last what two decades, even with Favre, it felt like that was the case with him as well was, can they stop anybody? And I don't know if they can.
2: Yeah, and it's frustrating, too, because, I mean, the narrative for the entire offseason was this top five defense that it was, you know, where was the weakness? You know, you had a a defensive line that got some help in the offseason. You brought in a young inside linebacker to pair with Campbell who had an all-pro season. You were looking at Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes ascending in his sophomore season, Rasul Douglas getting paid to come back. And none of that has really lived up to its billing at this point. So. You know, whatever the entirety of the defense looks like, whoever's at the helm in 2023, you know, those are conversations for a later date. But this Packers team just has been, I think, an enigma for the entirety of the season. And Perry and I talked about this, you know, early in the season ad nauseum, but the Packers have self-inflicted so many wounds upon themselves where, you know, the the Vikings, to be fair, kind of remind me of the 2019 Packers, where they're winning a lot of one-score games, but they're not doing it in a convincing fashion, where you don't know if that's going to fizzle out or if that's going to be the thing that galvanizes them. And when you look at this Packers team, so many of what they're doing is self-inflicted, where they lost four one-score games that they arguably should have or could have won down the stretch. And you're talking about then a 10-4 and football team that is, you know, kind of walking into the playoffs. So, I hate to say that a losing season is galvanizing for a team. You kind of talked about it already, but it it is, you know, something that I think we needed to see from Matt LaFleur at some point and that his ability to overcome adversity, because we've talked about it on the show before Perry and I, when they lost to the jets and Robert Sala made the comment about knowing that you can punch someone in the mouth and how they respond. That's telling. And when somebody yes. who's supposed to be your best friend in the leagues gets up at a podium and says that about your football team, I think that they're, you know, That that means something. So I'm not saying I expect this team to win out. I'm not saying I expect them to make the playoffs. But I think this season is a lesson in self-inflicted wounds and where the Packers can respond to adversity. And I think towards the end of the season now, we're actually starting to see them do that. Where in the beginning of the season, it just felt like lip service. And they were saying all the right things and nothing was actually getting fixed.
1: Yeah, and a losing season that could force them to look at some things and maybe do things a little bit differently. You know, the discussion that I've had and Ben Fennell laid it out really well with Andy Herman, probably about a week ago. Now, just the way the Packers kind of approach everything um, you know, the way they build their rosters, who makes decisions uh, holding on to, whether it's letting Amari Rogers fumble three games away or something like that, or, or keeping guys trying to fit square pegs and round holes, stuff like that, you know, trying to look at things, differently. Um, you know, something I, and maybe, maybe it's all for not, maybe they'll still be stubborn with it, but I've often said, you know, the start with this defense is Bill Huber said that like the next guy who's the coordinator, I think we're all kind of assuming there's going to be a new defensive coordinator, which maybe we shouldn't do that, but I'm going to for the sake of this discussion (laughs) is bringing a guy whose attitude on defense is not, Oh, we just need to be good enough for Aaron and the offense to win it. It's an attitude kind of guy. And I always say that starts. And I know modern day football, the old Mike Patton quote of you'll fly to Miami faster than you will than you'll drive, which was to say you'll throw the ball to the end zone faster than you can run. But I just don't think that that's the way you build a great defense. Like the Niners are the team I think you should model. And granted, you can't spend four consecutive top 15 picks on defensive linemen because, you know, you're hoping not to be picking that high every single year. But just the way the Niners approach defense is, yeah, they have their pass rushers and they'll, they'll get Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and those guys to get after you. But if you run the ball, you're donating it down to them. It's second and eight it's third and seven. Like you cannot, it has to start to me with a commitment to, we're not going to stop the run on the way to rushing the passer, because I I just think that's a flawed way to look at playing defense. It is more important, objectively, yes, to be good on pass defense, but the Packers have been so bad at that spot for so long. It's almost like, okay, well, we gave you nine yards on the ground. Well, now if you're built around Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary rushing the quarterback, well, you can't really do that when it's second and third and one, because when you're playing the Eagles, like Jalen Hurts is just going to line up in that little diamond formation that they run and they're going to shove him forward for a yard. Like it's simple. So I think, I hope that, It's the understanding of and I said this after after they decided to bring Rodgers back uh, the last two years, 2021 and then going into this year was if you want to bring the, you know, the core of that team back, that's fine. Those teams played in NFC title games were number one seed stuff like that, but you got to add some new blood and I do feel like sometimes the Packers are a little too nepotistic when it comes to building their roster. Um, not to keep bringing up the Eagles, but like an example I can give is the Eagles are struggling to stop the run. So what do they do? They sign Linval Joseph and Indomitian Sue. Maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. It has, Um, you know, just and whereas green Bay would be like, Oh, we'll rely on our young guys. We like TJ Slayton. We like Devontae Wyatt and their 19 snaps that they played combined the last night or so. I just think that finding a way to be, and I'm not asking them to spend like the, you know, the old Washington commanders used to in free agency and stuff like that, but just, look at things a little bit differently, do things a little bit differently. And it's, and it's okay to approach things that way because it's obvious over the last 13 years. it'll be 13 seasons now starting next year that the Packers haven't won a championship barring some, you know, miracle run here, that the way you're doing things isn't good enough. Um, And you can say like, well, we had a bad bounce here or there. We had this go wrong, you know, and that's fine. But I think eventually some teams have to kind of make their own luck. And the Packers haven't haven't done that for whatever reason um, for the last couple of years. So hopefully, like you said, when it comes to responding to adversity, I think I hope that trickles up as well. Not just the coaching staff, but the general manager as well.
2: Very well said. I think that's a very good spot to wrap things up. So, Jacob, before we end the show, please let the listeners know where they can follow all of your work if they don't already do so.
1: Yeah, you can follow me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Jacob Westendorf, um, and uh, I've been writing for Packer Report. Maggie mentioned Game On Wisconsin at the top of the show here, so you can find everything at Game On WI, Game On Wisconsin on YouTube at Packer Report sixty six. I think is the is the thing there. So the uh, the draft stuff's going to be starting here. Pretty soon. So that'll be a lot of fun. And occasionally you hear me on some local radio stuff as well. So that's always fun to do that. But this, this is a true honor here because I am with the queen of Packers podcasting. So that is, that is my greatest accomplishment in my opinion.
2: You're too kind. We're going to wrap this up so that Blake gets to go see her Christmas lights. But thank you, Jacob, as always, for coming on the show. It's been a long time since we've gotten to talk some football. So, you know, once the kiddos are fully vaccinated, um, we'll get them together to uh, yes. in the off season, hopefully at Lambeau Field. That would be really fun. So as always, you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. You can follow the podcast at PWSS podcast. Please make sure to download and subscribe to the show everywhere and anywhere that you find your favorite podcasts up next for the Packers. They will be traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins on Christmas Day this coming Sunday. So once again, thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Thank you, Jacob, for filling in. And go, Petco.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?